Okay, let me pray before we get started. I know we just did, but I like to just start with that. So, Lord, um, you are amazing. You're the reason we're all here. Um, Thank you for loving us. Thank you for relentlessly pursuing after our hearts and just for bringing us all here tonight. I just pray that you would speak through me, that they don't hear me, they hear you. Um, Anything you want to say, I pray their hearts are open, minds are open for the word you want to deliver, um, and your presence would be thick in here tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. Um, Cool. So yeah, my name is Blakely. I thank you for that intro, Jason. I um, grew up here in Greenville, just to give you guys a little bit of a background. Um, Went to high school here, obviously played soccer. Um, Went to USC, like you said, did have a pretty good career. I was very fortunate. Um, And then played professionally for a while after that. And then started a business with a friend of mine, 1111 Training, which was also on the picture, um, back in 2015. So that's math, seven years ago. Um, It's going pretty strong here. Um, I get the chance to pour back into girls' lives in the sport that I played. And so um, I consider myself super blessed to call that a job. Um, but anyways, we, um, I grew up also in church, just so you guys know, like I do have a, grew up with a foundation, um, of good parents that took me to church. My mom grew up Catholic, dad grew up Presbyterian. They decided to raise us Methodist. Um, I had two brothers. We all went to church. I was very involved with like youth group, vacation Bible school, if that's still a thing, um, stuff like that. And so I definitely grew up like in the church world. Um, and I wouldn't consider that something that's like, um, fluff by any means. Like I was raised a Christian. Um, I will say when I went off to school and soccer became more of my life, um, I'm impressed that you guys are here because I was not doing that. Um, I kind of, I wouldn't say fell off the wagon, but definitely didn't put the Lord first in certain aspects of my life around that time. Um, And to be honest, what I want to share with you guys tonight is something that I learned and I went through kind of a personal testimony from the past, like, couple months. So um, there's things that I wish I would have known and learned. I'm sure you guys hear that a lot, but if I was your age and sitting here and someone had kind of, you know, opened my eyes to what the Lord is really trying to show me um, that I learned now, I would have been in a much better place. So the thing I want to talk to you guys about tonight is repentance, which I'm sure is something that y'all have heard, you know about. Um, But I always grew up thinking repentance was one way Um, until, again, recently I heard a sermon and kind of had my world flipped upside down by the truth of what it really means, Um, which... As a side note, it's very important. I wish I would have done this too. Um, I think we take things that we hear um, and we can go, yes, this is the truth. This is what I believe. It makes sense and do it. Because especially as athletes, I don't know about you, but like if someone tells me to do something, I want to be successful. I'm just going to execute it. And then I expect that to just happen and be great, right? Um, But the Lord is full faceted and one way is not always the way. And the truth is always can be expanded upon. So continue to, to seek understanding, I guess is what I'm saying. So Anyways, repentance was very like, I'm going to ask for forgiveness and I know that I messed up or go to the Lord and, and seek that from him. Almost like it was like lunch. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I'm going to get this from him and then I'm going to go on with the rest of my day. Um, and that's not the full definition. Um, 
I, again, heard a sermon, and there's a scripture. You don't have to put this. I know I sent you these. Sorry, y'all. Again, informal. There is a scripture from Matthew. Um, when you guys, I'm sure you know the story of Jesus, right? He's baptized. He goes into the wilderness. He's tempted by the devil three times. He gets out. The first thing he says to us, the very, very first thing he says is repent. For the kingdom of God is near. So to me, I'm like, dang, like I should pay attention to that. Like that's the first thing he said, right? The Greek word for repentance is metanoia, right? And I don't know that. The pre- I've heard this in a sermon. So. And the guy was talking about how the Greek word metanoia means change the way you think. So then repentance means change the way you think. Repentance isn't just, I'm sorry, forgive me. It's change the way you think, right? And I'm going to elaborate on, again, a personal testimony of my own that will hopefully open you guys up to think more about what repentance is and how that's an action, right? And we should be actively walking that out in our lives as Christians. So backstory um, from my childhood, right? Because we all have childhood trauma. I don't care if you grew up in an amazing home where your parents pampered you every single day. We all have stuff. And trauma can be a serious word, but it can also be just we grow mindsets in our head by what we're around and what we believe and what we're exposed to when we're younger, right? So I wouldn't say this is trauma by any means to, to make light of someone's actual trauma. But for me, when I was growing up, one of the things, I always felt loved by my parents. They were at every single soccer game I almost ever played. Um, I never went in want. I always had what I needed. I feel like I'm going to trip on this foot. But anyways, so they, one of the things, though, from their past, like they moved from New York to South Carolina right before I was born. When they got down here, there was parents throwing these elaborate, they still do, elaborate birthday parties for their one-year-old, right? And they buy them all this stuff, and they put a big balloon, and there's cakes and all this stuff, and the kids, like, doesn't even know where they are. And they're having this birthday party. Well, I grew up not having many birthday parties or birthdays celebrated in a certain way, um, more so because of my parents, not knowing that, though, as a kid, right? So... I was one of those kids that's like, I just, I'm an only, I'm an oldest child, type A, perfectionist, don't really ask for a lot, I'm just going to put my head down and go to work. So, I wasn't that kid that was like, please mom, throw me a birthday party. Like, I just wasn't that kid. So, growing up, I associated that without asking and vulnerably telling them that I wanted that, right? I associated not having a birthday as not being celebrated, right? The, the inner child in me was like, I'm forgotten. I'm insignificant. I'm not cared for. Not necessarily true, but that's what I took that as, as a kid. So then fast forward 10 years, right? I'm like in my teenage years and I'm feeling deep down in my soul, a sense of insignificant. There's a hole there, right? And I think that I'm going to the Lord for that, but I'm a straight A student seeking soccer and trying to be the best I possibly can. I'm getting that need met any way that I possibly can. But I'm personally doing that. I'm not leaving that open to the Lord, and I haven't healed that. Now, I'm telling you guys all this now. I just came to this realization in the last few years. I'm in the midst of it. I don't know that's going on. I'm just grinding, playing soccer. I'm going to get a scholarship. I'm getting straight A's, all this stuff, not knowing that this is all going on. So fast forward. This is where I want to share you guys what's happened in the last month. So I'm... Actually, I have a birthday this Saturday. I'll be 34. So this was a long time in the making to get to this point. But about a month ago, I was over at my parents' house. I was getting something. That's irrelevant to the story. 
but my parents were there and we were talking and they're both retired now. My dad bought an RV in his retirement, so they're always like, I don't even know where they are. They just hit the road and travel and go places, okay? So they were, they were talking about their next trip they were taking and I made a joke and I was like, oh, you'll be gone in September again. That's funny, it's my birthday. And my mom literally goes, oh, I forgot. That's what she said. Now, my mom's a wonderful woman, so just sometimes you have to look at like what the Lord's trying to show you. Does that make sense? Like my mom, my mom is an angel. She just like, and that's just a joke. Like that has been a running joke. Except for this time, I'm get on my bike because I love my parents' house to go on a bike ride. Don't ask anything about that. Anyways, I'm on the bike ride and I'm just thinking and I'm like, that actually like hurts, you know? Like I was like, I think for the first time I was like, man, like I'm forgotten. But I was, then I started asking the Lord, right? I'm like, and all these things start coming to me and I'm thinking about past relationships that I've attached myself to unhealthy, but I did that to feel significant. I did that because I didn't want to be forgotten, right? I had this underlying, like, I mean, fear of being that. So then I work out of that fear to get that need met. If this is making any sense, right? And so all these, like, things, like, why did I have to be so perfect in school? Like, when I was in college, I got diagnosed with alopecia, which is an autoimmune disease where your hair falls out. So in college, I, like, had bald patches all over my head and my teammates were like what is going on well it was just a stress it was like the perfectionist in me wanted to be perfect right to be significant and that's what i'm saying there's always a deeper root don't look at the surface right i wasn't doing that until now but that's my point anyways i'm on this bike ride all this is just going through my head as i'm riding and i think at that moment i was telling the lord that like i have a problem that i need you to heal like at this point, right? So then I get back to, I'm getting back to my point on repentance. So if repentance means change the way you think, what I'm telling you guys is, I'm a, what I did is go, okay, what I'm thinking is incorrect, has to be. Because in the Lord, I'm not forgotten. I don't know that though, up here and in here. I don't know that. I can read it, but I don't know that. Clearly, my life is telling me otherwise. So what I did at that point one I did confess to a close friend I think that's important the Lord says that in his word right speak out my problem and talk to them about what should I do okay then I need to go what is what is the truth here so there's a second scripture that it's actually I put it on my phone okay which is my next point I need to meditate on the truth so this is from Isaiah so I started googling I'm like I need to know that I'm not forgotten Right? It doesn't mean being real with y'all, because you got to get the truth in you somehow. So I don't just pray and leave it. I'm like, Lord, I need a scripture that tells me that I'm not forgotten, and I need to know that and read it. So I, it says, the scripture does, this is Isaiah 49, 15. It says, can a mother forget the infant at her breast or walk away from the baby she bore? But even if mothers do forget, I'd never forget you. Never Look, I've written your name on the palm of my hands. I'd never forget you, never. This is a scripture from Isaiah. So in reading that, again, immediately I'm like, yes, that's what I need. It hasn't hit me yet, though, y'all. Like, I'm not changed. But I read that, and I'm like, I don't know this, and I need to know this. Okay? So now this is the truth. Put it on my phone. 
set reminders. I'm reading this scripture nonstop. Okay. Fast forward. If I'm running out of time, is there a time? Yeah. Okay. All right. I don't want to like bore y'all. Okay. Anyways, fast forward. I'm reading the scripture and then I'm like, but I have to act this out. So like, I'm like the, this like stirring is in me and I'm like, I need to talk to my mom. I don't really want to do that, but I felt like in order to face this, I need to go confront it. Right. And not in a mean way. Like literally I'm on a walk with my mom, with my dog. We're just talking about life, other things. And I'm like, mom, I want to share what I feel like the Lord's teaching me right now that involves you. And I don't want this to come across in any way, like, like convicting you or anything like that. Anyways, we, we talked and it was an amazing conversation. And what I gained from that is after I told my mom how I felt and like, I apologize because I didn't vocalize what I was feeling when I was younger and I didn't tell her I wanted certain things. So how can I be mad at you? Right. I'm just telling her and being vulnerable about how I feel. Well, first thing she says to me is I'm sorry. So she apologizes, which she didn't have to do. But again, she's a wonderful person. So she apologizes, not knowing how I felt. And then she told me that about, hey, we had moved down from New York, came down here, and I'm seeing all these birthday parties and thinking these parents are just doing it for themselves, not for their kid. They're doing it for the way it makes them look. And I'm like, well, that's interesting. You're right, probably. Um, didn't think about that. But that was her experience and her, like, what she didn't want to do, right? Nothing to do with me, necessarily. The second thing she tells me is, you know, Blakely, like, I also saw a bunch of parents that were, like, almost hover parents, right? They over-nurtured their kids. Their kids never did anything wrong. They bought them anything they ever wanted. And I did not want to be that parent. I wanted you to grow up and be independent, be able to make your own decisions in life, not be fearful of things, take risks. Like I didn't want to be that parent that kept you from doing those things. And to hear my mom say that, it sounds simple, but like, like I feel like chains fell off my body, right? Because instead of being forgotten, I was actually specifically saved, not necessarily by my mom, but I was looked at and wanted, my parents wanted to raise me in a certain way. Would I have started a business? Probably not. Would I have gone overseas not knowing anybody and played professional soccer in a country I'd never been to? Probably not. There's a lot of things in my life that I wouldn't have done if my parents hadn't raised me in that way. This whole time for 34 years, I'm thinking I am forgotten and insignificant. Deep down. I didn't live my life that way, but like the root of my heart was telling me that, right? Because that was what I looked at what had happened without having conversation with my parents and just took it in and then tried to move forward and push it down, just play soccer and get good grades until those things start to manifest in your life, right? So back to my main point, I left that conversation and immediately felt a sense of freedom. Like that truth that's on my phone that I still read was then now in me. It wasn't just something that was words on a page. Like I felt like I embodied that freedom of I am significant. I'm not forgotten. I am significant. That's a desire that's been in my heart my entire life. But instead of getting it met here, I got it from the Lord. But that is repentance. Y'all picking up what I'm saying? Kind of like repentance isn't, that's the action of it. The action of it is going, one, I have a problem. Two, I need you, Lord. And then three, you got to get the truth and get it in you. And then it might take action and walking that out, confronting someone or, I don't know, making a decision that moves on that truth. If you're getting your need met from something else or someone else, maybe the action step is cutting that off, right? 
and just going and trusting that the Lord's going to show up for you. I don't know. I'm just saying, if you don't take that physical step and that action step, you're not repenting. And I can guarantee it because I'm 34 and it's happened. That cycle will continue. So the same need that you have that you're getting met on your own will show up some way. I don't know. But it'll show up again. And so I'm telling you guys, I wish someone had said when I was 21, I don't even know how old you are, 20, 21, 22, however old you are. They had told me, I'd have been like, hopefully I would have gotten it somewhat. But started to think differently about what I'm doing and the decisions I'm making. Because we often go, like, I'm just going to change my behavior and hope that things get better. What I'm telling you is it's rooted. It's rooted in your heart and your soul. And Jesus and the truth are the only way that changed that. And I'm not up here like, you know, like, yay, Blakely, like, look at me. I'm just saying it took me a long time to realize what repentance is. And the freedom that I feel now from this one desire I've had my whole life has changed everything. Right? And so I'm hoping, like, the other thing that I can take forward for myself is that this isn't just a one-time thing. I think, like, I mean, y'all may not be like me. So I do that a lot where I'm like, you think, and you're not me. So I'm telling you how I think, though, as an athlete, I'm very, like, there's a scoreboard. So there's a winner and a loser, and there's a time. And at 90 minutes, soccer, the game is over. So I won. So my mindset is, like, once I do something and accomplish it, or like check it off that it's like that's it and I just move forward right but like repentance and a walk with the Lord is not that and that's taken me a long time to get it where it's not a check mark it's not a game your faith is more like practice and I don't really like practice I mean I like practice but I don't want to play in a game but your faith isn't like that because in practice there's always things to work on there's always growth and there's always the next step and so that's that's what repentance is, unfortunately. Because there'll be something else for me, probably tomorrow, that I need to show repentance and action steps in doing, if that makes sense. It's a continual journey for the rest of your life. So that testimony for me was something I definitely wanted to share with you guys. And I don't know, you know, for you, I guess one of the things I wrote down is like, a challenge. I don't know if that's really a good word to use, but something to take with you when you leave this room. A couple things, actually. So, like, one, again, we all have things that we grew up with and mindsets that we've built through the experiences we've had. We all have it. Your behaviors will show you what those mindsets are and the way that you think, right? And so, maybe there's, there's rooted thoughts or needs that you guys have that are currently going unmet by the Lord. They're getting met by you, well, temporarily. Not fully met by him. Or by you. So maybe you, I don't know, maybe you do feel forgotten. Maybe you feel like a nobody. I don't know, there's a deep, like, desire you have. And there's probably a lie you're believing with that. So... It's not like anything crazy to you. Just ask him. He'll show you if you don't know. But the challenge would be not to push that aside or walk out of here and think that you got everything okay. Because that's the scariest thing you could do is think that you got it all together. So that would be the first thing is just ask yourself. Look at your life. Look at the things you're doing. Look at some of the stuff that you may be thinking. And Again, I think I thought for a long time, being the perfectionist I am, that if we have a problem, it's like, whoa, don't look at me. 
like I'm not going to address it or whatever. And like, that's, again, that's just dumb. So don't think that you have it all together. Think about those things. Okay. And the second thing is if you're here at FCA, I try to not make assumptions, but I'm going to make one because I feel like if I was you and I'm here, I'm sitting like, why did I come tonight? Right? Like you came to, I don't know if you knew I was going to speak. You came here to hear somebody and sing some songs and all that stuff. But my guess is too, like, you guys are here because you want to grow. You want to grow in the Lord, I'm thinking. Um, you want to be a light to your team. You know, make a difference to your teammates um, on this campus, right? And so, which is super admirable. Um, I, I mean, honestly, like, it's really impressive that you guys are here tonight. So, but I would say, you know, one of the things that, again, I wish I would have learned is, like, you... Someone told me this one time, they said, you can't give away what you don't have. That is like deep, but like not that deep, but it is deep. You can't give away what you don't have. So if you want to be a light or you want to give somebody and disciple someone and give them freedom, you have to have it. You have to have what you want other people to receive from you, right? So like if you want to make a difference and you want to, you know, your character to shine through on the teams that you're on so that someone comes to know the Lord or anything, right? Like just maybe they become vulnerable or share something and grow in something, right? I guess what I'm getting at is you have to, I'm sure that you have to, you have to have the freedom that you want someone else to get. Does that make sense? And so the last scripture that I love in Luke, it says bear fruit in keeping with repentance. Clearly repentance, you know, if something comes up a lot, it's kind of probably important. Bear fruit. So fruit being, right? Fruit being change in people, change in yourself, people coming to know the Lord, positive things happening, uplifting, exciting stuff, right? The fruit of the Lord, like those changes, those amazing things that we live for as Christians to see in other people, they happen because of repentance. And not with other people, with yourself. So, I'm only able to give you this message today because I did that. Case in point. If I don't do that, y'all don't hear it. And I'm not saying, I hope someone gets something from this message. But my point is, you have to walk out that repentance and be constantly thinking about changing the way you think. That changes your behavior. And then maybe someone sees that and goes, walks up and asks you a question. Starts a conversation, and then who knows where that goes from there. Maybe their life is saved, right? But it's because you do the work. I think often as Christians, we want to be outwardly projecting our views, our thoughts. Do this. Be this. Because it's easier, let's be honest. I don't want to turn the mirror on me, right? It's just easier to do that. But the challenge is, if you're here and you're in this room and you are saying what you're saying and believe what you believe, then... You will only bear fruit if you start doing that work. And repentance, again, isn't just asking for forgiveness. It's challenge yourself to change what got you in that place. It's not the action that you did. It's why. Why did you do what you did? Why did you get in that place? Go to that route. Think about it and then change that. So that's all I have. I don't even know how long that was. But I appreciate all of you in this room listening to me. I do want to pray. Um, hopefully y'all take that and think about it and... If it makes any bit of difference in your life, then praise the Lord. I'm going to pray real quick. Jesus, you call us to repent. Um, 
and as an action. You want to walk that out with us. You love us so much in that relationship with you. We're safe to come to you with the need for healing, the need that we have to, to change what has bound us, the chains that, that hinder us and keep us in cycles and keep us doing things that we don't want to do. And, you know, you, you call us to that and you walk us through that. So I just pray for everybody that's in this room. I don't know what is going on in each of their life. It doesn't matter. You do. So I pray that if, if anybody has an inkling of something that they feel like you can help them heal or repentance that can happen in their life, that you would reach their heart tonight. Um, and help walk them through that. We love you again so much, Lord. Thank you for everything you're doing here at Furman and FCA. Um, It's a blessing to be here. And uh, we just lift all this up in your name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you, guys.